0: Welcome to the Shantae Golson show where every entrepreneur and small business uh, person want to be in the community as we talk about burnout, how to shift away and recover from burnout. You know, Burnout is a very uh, tumultuous thing and it's very difficult to identify until it's too late. And so today we're gonna to be talking about strategies that it takes to not only recover fully from burnout, but we're also gonna be talking about those workable burn now strategies that we can implement every single day that will help us to get better and better. And so we have a special guest today. And uh, we're looking for some meaty and juicy information from this individual. Uh, I have today Jamal Maxim, where he's the igniter of champion leaders. uh, And he talks about how busy leaders can shift from scatter exhaustion to energized focus. Welcome, Jamal, to the show. Glad you're here.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's an honor to be on the show.
0: Well, we are glad that you're here. And we want you to help us to learn how to shift from this scattered uh, exhaustion to that energized focus. Tell us a little bit about you.
1: Well, I started out in business, have a degree in business. Um, been in management positions in various um, type of industries. And then I shifted from that to education because I wanted to do more to help people um, grow and realize their full potential, taught for a number of years, then became a school principal then was known for turning around schools as a school principal and then began to kind of be on special assignment to assist other principals with turning around their schools, developing their teams and really helping them bear the weight of what they were dealing with um, in their large schools. And so now I'm doing it full time as a business owner, just helping other business owners, like you read in the intro, move from that scattered exhaustion to that place of focus.
0: Okay. All right. And so, yeah, I imagine that not a lot of people consider uh, the position of a principal as leading to burnout. And so you just stated, <laughs> no, that's very wrong. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So what are some of the, I guess, what are some of the things that lead to
1: burnout from a principal's point of view? Well, some of the things is just the weight and the magnitude of the responsibility, because as a principal, they're pulled in so many different directions. You have to deal with um, customer satisfaction of the um, the parents and parent complaints and the different personality of the parents. Then you have to deal with the different personalities of the teachers. And then dealing with the students, making sure that they're learning and growing and instruction is right and the environment is right. And then as the principal, you're often the middleman because you have to deal with people from central office, you know, mandating things that might not be economical or feasible um, for your particular school. So it's a lot of pressure, a lot of things happening all at once, a lot of demands on your time, your energy, and your focus. And it's easy to want to quit and say, look, I'm done.
0: Mm. So I can see how principals can go through the scatterbrain, which is one of the symptoms of burnout. Uh, You know, Jamal, tell us, what
1: does burnout mean to you? Well, to me, burnout is when you get to that point When you can no longer do it, it's like you don't have the mental or emotional energy to really even think clearly to be motivated or to enjoy what you're doing. And then that begins to impact you physically. It's like you get to that place where you're like, I can't do this anymore. I need a change.
0: So as a business owner and as an executive, what would be one of the first things you would recommend uh, if they're experiencing burnout?
1: Well, one of the first things I would say is they have to avoid what I call calendar chaos, which means you have to take control of your time and your schedule, you can't let other people put demands on you that you can't handle so you have to take control of it use it use your calendar block out time for specific activities make that time valuable and uninterrupted so you can focus. And I know that people talk about multitasking, but I would say you will get more done with a short focus spurt than trying to do five or 10 different things all at one time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing about multitasking, while that's
1: uh, quote unquote favorable, mm-hmm.
0: uh, really is uh, exhausting all in itself. Number one, you are you are riding the barely train when you're um, because you're putting your hands in too many things at once. Number three, it can bring on anxiety. Uh, And a lot of people don't realize that uh, because anxiety creeps up very small and then disperses itself very large, like a volcano. Mm -hmm. And so the, the lack of, um, how would I say, uh, the lack of understanding what's wrong with me, how did my mood just shift that Mm -hmm. time with the rat race of that uh, multi, you know, multitasking. So when we talk about this, let's talk about the approach then that you take with
1: time management. Well, one of the things I do is I definitely first, I help people and I do it myself, schedule a day off Mm -hmm. and so, I take a day that's a day off, not a day off from just Business where I'm doing work around the house because that's not really a day off. That's just trading activities. And so a real day off is a day where you are doing nothing but stuff you enjoy to do walking your dog, exercising, getting a massage, doing something fun, you know, going and play golf if that's what you do. Whereas truly you're resting, you're not checking email, you're not on social media, you're not taking business calls. It's just a day for you. And that's the first thing I do. Then the other thing is I kind of alluded to is I I talk about having a block schedule. So you take your certain amount of times, which may seem restricting in a sense. And so you do have to be flexible with it. It is not meant to be restrictive, but you take your time and you allocate hours to certain things. And so I know for me, I have two major categories for all the tasks I do. One is development for my business, the other is sales and marketing. And so what I do is I have certain hours where I only focus on business development. That means I'm not answering emails, doing anything like that. I'm strictly working on either learning something or developing something or creating something or tweaking something. And then when I get into my sales and marketing time, I'm not creating anything now. I'm executing during that time. So now that's when I'm taking calls, answering emails, talking about my business. And so those are the things you can do. You can block out your time so you can have focused spurts to accomplish tasks and then i recommend one thing when you do that set them in 45 minute blocks because based on a book i read by Brendan Burchard, he was saying that the most successful executives and business owners they they will work in for, for 45 minutes then take a 15 minute break and then hit it again to give their minds a rest
0: mm-hmm. so uh resting your mind is very important and when you talk about time management You know, everybody knows about time management. You know, this is not a hidden dragon. But one of the things is I find that it's very difficult for clients is that they are not able to implement the strategy first for mindset management in order to understand the efficiency of their time management. And I teach a lot about energy management that encompass all of these particular things. So what would you say? To the business, the small business owner or the C eleven above executive, in terms of how do I get to a point that I'm able to be efficient with my calendar, rather than blowing out fires that keep me away from my particular calendar, and then secondly, how could you tell them the, the How to identify the importance or the level up? How do I delegate? How do I uh, delay? How do I dump? How do I know what's more important versus
1: not? Right. And I'm going to start with the last question first. And so, the way that you can tell what's more important is is it something that will impact your business or your team you're leading if you're a C level executive? and have a total impact and only you can address it. If it is something that only you can address or only you need to address, then that needs to be on you. But if it's something that you can delegate and, and I would say empower because you wanna make sure the person can take ownership of what you're giving them, Versus you assign them a task and they keep coming back and asking you questions or they keep coming back and it's like, you're still doing it. That doesn't work. And so if you have someone in place that can take ownership of something else, meaning they they will be the champion of it, they'll lead it, they'll be creative, they will problem solve, then give it to them as their growth opportunity, but also free up your time. Because what you were saying about mindset and and time management, I, one of the things that I like to teach and share with my clients is that there's a difference between time management and what I call time dominion, which is a very aggressive phrase because some people like time dominion, what's that? And time dominion is really recognizing that you are the owner, the sole owner of your time. A lot of people talk about time management as this thing that that just happens and they're just trying to manage it like it's raining outside. So I'm just trying to manage and make sure my grass is okay and all of that stuff where your time belongs to you. You don't manage it. You own it. And so when you recognize you own your time, you own your minutes, you own your day then you decide who you meet with when, what you do when, and when you choose not to do nothing. You're not obligated to answer a phone call just because somebody called you. That's what voicemail is for. And that's what the instant message on the text that says, sorry, I'm not available is for. Because you can choose what you do, what your time, when, and how you will be productive.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, I absolutely agree with that. And people are afraid of going against the grain, right? But not understanding that when we look at the world in the terms of there was nothing here, right? And mm-hmm. there was a decision without going too deep, but there was a decision to create something that ended up being here. Well, that, there was no, well, you need to do it this way, or you need to do it that way, or you need to do, there was no traditional blocks Against that. So that leads me to think, according to your particular statement, that, yeah, I am the author of my day. I just need to know that. I need to realize that.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people don't recognize that because, they're, because like you said, we get in this cycle of being reactive where we spend our time fixing problems and responding to stuff and waiting on people to tell us what to do or waiting on something to happen when we have to re- realize, like you said, we are the author, meaning that we can initiate things and we should initiate things. And when things come into our world that we need to respond to we respond but not react, which means I can strategically determine what my response is gonna be, whether it's in this moment, because an emergency on someone else's part isn't an emergency on mine, or if it's at a later time where I can give a more thorough response to make sure the issue is resolved totally.
0: You know, I I agree on the delay process, not from a procrastination uh, approach, but Mm -hmm. from being able to be in emotional control, i.e. emotional intelligence, uh, with being able to identify what is necessary. If by chance someone responds impulsively to something, it is nine out of 10 that they are not going to do it as well as taking a seat back reviewing evaluating and then determining what they want to say or do you know there was one uh, i was listening to one millionaire um and he was stating that he takes his whole schedule on a specific day and this was awesome to me because i had already started implementing these things he takes a day to think
1: Mm. That's good. (laughs) That's good. He takes a day to think.
0: Yes, he takes a day to think, think about all the problems that has arose, think about what his management team has said, think about new projects, where he want to put his money, just a day to think. I thought that was just amazing.
1: That is awesome, and see, and I'm gonna tell you this: that you saying that would probably blow some people's mind that's hearing it, because I can already tell somebody's probably thinking, "Well, I don't have time to take a day to think. I'm gonna be behind all these other stuff I got to do." Mm-hmm. You, you get what I'm saying? But see, like you said, that's going against the grain because you can be more productive when you're strategic and clear and focused than just constantly going, 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 going. That's why folks are burning out because they're going without stopping and taking time to think. Wow. Right, Absolutely. So the mindset is an amazing thing. If you can
0: put that in, in a way that you can be able to identify what your needs. Another great statement that I love to, to uh, say is, if you do not take care of your business, your business will not take care of you. Mm-hmm. Therefore... Do what you don't want to do in the business. And this is something that I really had to push myself, especially when coming out of the burnout stage, there's still residuals there. Yeah. There's still parts that because that habit had persisted, it want to draw you back.
1: Yes. You have to
0: continue to recondition your mind in this discovery of recovering from burnout. Yeah. you know with that being stated understanding that your mindset is important understanding reconstructing your story is important so just because it happened once doesn't mean it's going to happen again and what precautions do i put in place for things not to occur again not to have staff who are not doing their part not and and that reminds me to state this it is so important that you take ownership of your business. Stop being afraid. If a person is not working out, do them a service of allowing them to self-select because it's too costly
1: to keep mm-hmm.
0: mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually. And you say, yeah. what does spiritually have, have to do with this, this thing called business? Oh, it has a lot
1: to do everything. with
0: everything. <laughs> Because spirituality is just not a religion. Spirituality is synergy, connection, speaking, talking, interpretation. And so that's important to know, but I digress on that. But it's, it's just important to understand from our conversation, one, take the time to think. Yes. Two, understand that you have the power to be as creative and as unique as you want, and it's okay to not be traditional. Yes, it's okay not to compare yourself towards somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: three, take action, take control of your calendar, and whatever that looks like for you. Begin to to process or to move forward with that. In understanding that even if you don't have a layout, if no one has done it like this before, that's okay.
1: Yeah. It's okay to be a trailblazer.
0: Yeah. 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 Make sure that it works for you. And so as we close today, I want to
1: ask you, Jabal, what does burnout mean to you? Well, to me, burnout is when we take too much upon ourselves and we try to do too much at one time or we try to do too much for a long period of time when it's not sustainable. And so um, like you said about having the right people. And if somebody's not working, I believe wholeheartedly that you have to have the right people. You have to have a dream team and to help you move along your business in a sustainable way. And if they are not a good fit, you do have to give them what I call the love shove. You have to allow them to leave and go to a place where they were fit so that only the people around you are fitting with the vision for your business and are properly placed so that they can perform and execute at their highest level. So you can focus on the parts that you need to focus on.
0: And you know, one added thing before I ask you where people can find you on social media, I was reading an article and I do believe the company is Google. If it's not, it's one of the larger companies. Do you know that they pay people to leave?
1: Mm, I heard about that. Yes, I heard about that. Right. So yeah.
0: the right person the right position,
1: the right time matters. Yes. So, Jamal, how can we find you on social media? Well we can find me on Facebook. Um, if they search Jamal Maxim, they'll find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, LinkedIn, or all, all of them have the same handle. I also have my own website, of course, jamalmaxim.org, where people can get in touch with me and you know hear some of my content and go from there.
0: Okay, Jamal, it's been a pleasure speaking with you about uh, burnout recovery. If that is one thing that you can give as we sign off uh,
1: to the audience, what is that one thing that you can give to us? I would say don't try to do everything. And don't try to do everything at the same time. Utilize the people around you to delegate, but also recognize that there are things that you would do in this stage and there are things you would do at a later stage and you don't have to try to do it all at one time. Do the parts you can do now and do the other parts later while developing a team to help you.
0: Okay. Well, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate you. Hey guys, remember that the podcast drops on the YouTube channel, uh, Shantae Golson International Consulting Firm every Thursday. You can also hear the podcast uh, on any podcast distribution. So look for us uh, to be back with another special guest on next Thursday. Everybody take care. (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm, hm, yes, mm-hmm, mm, hmm